Today is Tuesday, March 6, 2018, and you're listening to the official VIEW News Podcast. I'm Greg Pollock. And I'm Adam Jar. Links to all these stories we talk about can be found in our weekly newsletter and on news.viewjs.org. A bunch of new content from the Vue.js Amsterdam conference is now available. You can watch Vue.js creator Evan Yu's talk on the state of Vue and learn how to speed up your development time with Next.js by watching Alexandra Chopin's talk. Brothers, Alexander and Sebastian Chopin, are the creators of Nuxt, and their talk on how to start using Vue.js like jQuery is also now up on YouTube. And you can check out photos from the conference on Facebook. Two weeks ago on the podcast, we spoke about Storefront, a progressive web app for e-commerce, which can connect to many e-commerce backends, including Magento, PimCore, PrestaShop, or Shopware through an API. On March 1st, they put out their 1.0 release candidate. Any big themes with a 1.0 release? Well, amongst new features, they focused on stability, extensibility, and code quality. If you haven't seen their demo app yet, you gotta check it out. It's pretty impressive. Seems like a great place to start your next e-commerce app. Speaking of releases, Nux.js just released version 1.4.0 with minor feature additions and fixes, and version 0.15.6 of the Quasar framework is now out. This is a framework for building responsive websites, hybrid mobile apps, and Electron apps, all using the same code. View ships with a fully functional router out of the box. So you can navigate between components without doing a full page refresh. But you may not always need a fully fledged routing library, in which case you might want to write your own. And Hassan Jirda wrote up a very easy to digest tutorial on CSS tricks recently showing how to do just that. What all steps are involved to create your own router? Well, first you need a way of configuring your routes, which URL paths map to which component, and where to render the component onto the page. Then, if you don't want to force a page refresh when you navigate between components, you'll need to create special links which prevent a page refresh, update the browser's history API to change the URL, and then update which component is rendered. So it's really not that complex if you know basic view syntax. Yeah, and it was nice to learn more about what view router is doing under the hood. So it definitely left me with a newfound appreciation of a library. Evan Yu recently sat down for an interview with Elizabeth Hermans where they discussed whether a developer needs a CS degree, his take on different developer learning styles, his attraction to JavaScript, and how he keeps up to date with the industry. Oh, how does he keep up to date? Mainly, he follows a bunch of people on Twitter. If something interesting comes up, he'll check out GitHub repos, look at the code and play with it, and he has a lot of conversations with people at conferences. Nice. Any other highlights from the interview? Well, he was asked if he had a programming mentor. Turns out he didn't, but he considers all the people's code he's read to be his mentors. Reading other people's code helped him get a sense for leading developers' thought processes, their coding techniques, and their habits. Wait a second. So if I send Evan you some code and he maybe accidentally reads it, I can say that I'm a mentor of Evan Yu. That's right. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> what comes to mind when I say Google Analytics? That snippet of JavaScript I put at the bottom of my layout so we can track clicks. Yeah, but what if you're using a single-page application? Is it all going to track properly? Uh, yeah, you might run into issues then. Mm-hmm, which is why I want to make sure you know about Vue-Analytics, a plugin for Vue by Matteo Gabriel that automatically loads your Google Analytics script, does page tracking, tracks missing events fired during script loading, and can track multiple domain IDs. I bring it up because Matteo recently wrote a great article with tips and tricks for using the library. Sounds useful to make sure you're tracking your website properly. Yeah, it even allows you to call the Google Analytics API from inside your component methods. So you can track custom events inside a method? Yeah, or use the e-commerce API to track your conversion funnel, so when someone buys a product or creates an account, you can easily track it right there in Google Analytics. Sounds like we need to install it on viewmastery.com. Yeah, totally.
inevitably, your application will have users who are using assistive technology softwares. Yeah, they could have a visual impairment and be using a screen reader. Right. So to ensure your app is accessible to those users, you can add ARIA attributes to make your app screen reader compatible. A tutorial on Alligator.io walks you through how to transform an inaccessible autocomplete form into a fully accessible one. Stuart Nelson loves SAS, and it's really important to him to have his variables, functions, and mixins available inside a single file view components. Isn't that easy with Vue? Somewhat. But if you're using Nuxt, it might be a little more complex. So in a blog article, Stuart shows the four steps he uses to get SAS loading into Nuxt, including the Nuxt SAS resources loader to expose your SAS files to your view components. Taking illustrations from Sketch and transforming them into animated components using JavaScript and CSS can be a headache. <laughs> yeah, your designers may not know how to code and your developers may not know how to animate properly. So this is where Haiku comes in. It's an app that allows you to design complex animations within a GUI and then use them as components within a view app. It integrates with Sketch, Git, and NPM so designers and developers can work with a shared version history. Whoa. And the animations work as view components? Yep, Haiku components are treated as first-class citizens in view applications. You pull in the components through NPM, nest them with your other view components, and pass in live data through props, just like how you normally use view. It's just a lot more animated. You know how some password fields allow you to show or hide the password you're typing in? Yes. How might you think that's implemented? Um, I assume it's just toggling the type of field from password to text? Yep, and in a simple article, Ivan Sider shows you what this might look like in Vue.js with a simple example and links to a more complex one that he created. Anything surprising? Well, it was cool to see the input type attribute with a colon in front of it, allowing that to get set reactively by the component, you know, switching back and forth between password and text. This podcast is sponsored by Vue Mastery, the ultimate learning resource for Vue developers. In the next few weeks, we'll be releasing our learning platform with a bunch of free Vue.js videos and articles. If you'd like to know when we go live and grab our cheat sheet, head over to viewmastery.com and drop us your email.